Welcome to the This Can Happen podcast with me, Zoe Sinclair, co-founder of This Can Happen. This is the show where I'm lucky to be in conversation with changemakers and thought leaders within workplace mental health from all around the world, all striving to make a positive difference to support their colleagues. doing is you're telling them don't tell anyone about these things don't do any of that if they then grow up and struggle with their own mental health they're just going to not want to talk about it themselves because you're actually portraying to them that this is something you shouldn't talk about and that's the whole problem that's the whole stigma is it's just seen as something that nobody should talk about when actually that's what needs completely changing to recognize children's mental health week today's podcast is something different something very special. I had the privilege of speaking to Victoria Wright of Riders Minds. Last year, the This Can Happen Awards awarded the Grand Prix winner to Riders Minds. It's an online bespoke resource dedicated to supporting the mental health and well-being of all horse riders, drivers and equestrians. It was set up by Victoria and her husband, Matthew. Last year, Matthew died by suicide. Victoria has three children under the age of 10 and is passionate about being open and honest with them. She wants more people to see suicide as an illness no different to any other. I'm inspired by Victoria and I'm sure you will be too. Warning, this podcast can be triggering and talks about mental ill health and suicide. Victoria, thank you so much for joining us today on the This Can Happen podcast. We're really, really grateful for you to be with us. How are you doing this morning? I can see sunshine coming through your window. I know it makes a refreshing change from how cold everything's been, but um, it's it's a lovely sunny morning uh, here. So, uh, but thank you for having me. It's great to it's great to have the opportunity to talk to you. Wonderful. Well, thank you. So we are chatting today specifically for Children's Mental Health Week that is coming up. And, you know, this is something really, really important to you. So just tell the audience who are listening at the moment, just a brief summing up, if you can, of the situation that you find yourself in today. Um, So in uh, February um, in 2021, last year, um, my my husband um, actually took his own life. Uh, he'd suffered with mental health um, illness for for a long time, and it was something that we'd battled with together. Uh, but at times, we thought that we'd made massive amounts of progress, and then and, and then actually, you find that I think that that's the problem, isn't it, with mental health? I think you take you sort of take one big step forward and then ten steps backwards the entire time. But unfortunately. Uh, it, you know, Matthew tragically took his life uh, last year, and then now um, he left behind, obviously myself and my three children, who are all um, under the age of ten years old. So it's just been a, it's been a huge impact on their lives as well. And uh, and uh, it, yeah, it, it's it's something that we're we're learning about each day, and that we're having to deal with every step of the way, every step of the way. And of course, we are so sorry and devastated to hear about this but you are really kind of trying to champion how you talk to children when something like this happens in a family or just when a a parent has poor mental health how do you talk to children now did you find that you sort of try and make everything okay with your children and try and sort of cover it up How, how are you with your children 
Um, I, I definitely in in the um, the, the years I think prior to, to Matthew taking his own life, I definitely covered up the dark days that he had when he, um, you know, he, he was suffering with his mental health. You kind of, you brush everything under the carpet. You're not honest. I mean, you, you know, you're not honest with your friends and your family about the fact that, you, you know, your husband's struggling with mental health issues. It's because I think that, um, I think that they see it as something that they're embarrassed about personally and they don't want you to talk about. And I think it, the whole thing all feels very, it's all very personal. So you just kind of, it, it's something that's just dealt with behind closed doors. And I think for um, for my children, um, I kind of, I made, I, I, I glossed it over. I made excuses or I, you know, I, bl- I would blame it on something else or there was another reason for for why his behaviour was probably like that. Um, and, and, you know, or he, he in, in terms of if he, you know, he didn't want to get out of bed that day, he didn't want to go out and he didn't want to do something or, you'd, you know, you'd simply cancel something at the last minute. Uh, so, I, you know, I think that the, the children were aware of the situation. And then obviously for me, I think one of the hardest things that I, I think I will have ever had, had to do it was the morning after obviously Matthew had taken his own life was then um, I'll never forget that the three of them, they, they'd woken up and they'd, they'd come to see me. And then I had to, you know, I had to actually tell them that, that daddy's dead. He's not here anymore. And the, the conversation was just, it was awful. And I, I remember the, the facial expressions that they had. I don't, I don't think that they could actually, that, you know, they were too young to actually grasp what, what had happened. And what I found really hard was for the first, I think for the first week, 10 days straight afterwards, that the you know the conversations that they they'd come up to me and I I was kind of in a I was in a trance for a week it just the whole everything seemed to go really quickly and I I had no concept of what time what day it was um I, I was kind of in a trance the house was full of people because obviously my family and friends they they'd all they'd all come round to help me and um, you know the kids weren't at school because obviously of, the, of COVID, we were homeschooling at the time, so we you know we weren't doing any homeschooling. But um, so obviously we've got the kids there, we've got family there. I, I, it kind of it was just it was just the most surreal experience. But the kids then they, they you know you you think that you've told them that he's you know he's not here anymore, but then that you know they they then kept coming to me and saying, "When's Daddy back? But when's he back?" And you're then thinking they're not grasping the fact that he's not coming back. He, you know, he's he's died, and they it took a long time for that to sink in. And then, it, and for me, it was that you know, what am I actually, you know, what am I actually going to do, and what am I going to am I going to tell them? And the the big wake up call and to shake me out of the the trance, I think that I was in for ten days was I was just I remember just being sat on the sofa. Um, and then I, my eldest daughter, who um, who was eight at the time, and she she just came and she put her arms around me and she just went, "Don't worry, mummy, I'm going to look after you." And I then and that was kind of the biggest slap in my face because I just thought, "Hang on a minute, it's my job to look after you. You shouldn't be having to, you know, you're eight years old." So I that that was kind of enough to make me think, right, we've actually now got to deal with this situation. I can't sit and rock in a corner. I can't sit and shut myself away because they're so young. You know, these kids have got the rest of their lives ahead of them, that life has to be normal. So actually, how now can I make that normal? And that that was, I think, the, 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 
the thing for me when I realised that I needed to I needed to learn I needed to work out what I was going to have to say to the children and I suppose it's children at that particular age maybe haven't got the the maturity the 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 thoughts the they can't articulate or understand um you know what to say or or what's going on I mean I don't think there is a right or wrong way in how to deal with this but they're they're you know they're eight years old how how do they articulate that I, I don't, you know, I don't think that I don't think that they can. I think that now um, that they'll, you know, they they'll come and they'll talk about stories about daddy and memories and and, and things that they have. And um, I mean, I told them that daddy died of an illness because I believe he did die of an illness. I mean, you know, it, it is. I think that it's a it, it's a it's a common illness that a lot of people do struggle from. And I think it's like any illness, it in terms of the severity of it it's either really severe to the point and the extent that somebody wants to take their own life or do in fact take their own life or it's you know it's it's on the less severe scale where I think people may have a a touch of anxiety that day or something like that that the scale of it is huge and and I think it's it's you know it's what you've got to to deal with on that day yeah absolutely so if I may, like looking back, uh, and for anybody in a similar situation to you, would you advise them to be totally honest with younger children about what's going on? What, to what degree should you talk to your children if a partner of yours is suffering with poor mental health? Um, I I now and, and it's one thing I feel very strongly about is yes you should talk more and I think that if you for any you know anybody that's listening that thinks that that you know their partner or uh, their you know their their child or or their friend anybody that they know that they think is struggling with their mental health is is try and if you know if you can speak to them or speak to somebody close to them or but but just seek help because I think that when that person is in that trance they the last thing that they're going to do is go and ask for help or try and get help in any way so don't you know don't do what I did I don't want people to do that which is to, to do nothing and to say nothing and to, and to cover it all up and you know even I think that if it, if you know there's a child that's you know that's having to witness this or watch this is just you know be honest with them and actually because they need to learn about good mental health for themselves as they get older and actually if all you're doing is you're telling them don't tell anyone about these things don't do any of that if they then grow up and struggle with their own mental health they're just gonna not want to talk about it themselves because you're actually portraying to them that this is something you shouldn't talk about and that's the whole problem that's the whole stigma is it's just seen as something that nobody should talk about when actually you know that's what needs completely changing yeah so did Matthew ever talk to your children about how he was feeling never never to the children he would he went through a period where he'd open up and he would he you know he he wrote a few blogs he'd speak to other people about it and he could give great advice to somebody else struggling with their own mental health but it was it it was an unheard of thing for he'd speak to me about it but he wouldn't want to go and speak to other people about it and he certainly would have never 
you know, he he was always to the to the children, you've got to be tough and try, you know, and you and so many parents do that. You try and say to your kids, come on, be tough, be this, that, do that. And yes, you do have to teach them that because life is is generally, a, you know, it's it's a tough world to be in. But I think that they also have to know that you know it, it's it's normal to actually have a day where you wake up and you feel like that everything's completely overwhelming um and, and that or that that you know you just feel that it's the end of the world because that's gone wrong that's human nature and that's totally normal and that's fine that's not something that you need to then feel completely defeatist about because you know you have those thoughts or feelings and um you know, bearing in mind it's Children's Mental Health Week in the, you know, in this past year, how um, have you got individual support for your children? What have you found that has worked for your children and, and how, how are they? Um, they have good days and they have bad days. Um, generally speaking, um, I, you know, they, 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 they're fine and they you know, they're carrying on on with life. But, there, you know, there are things which you can see has left, you know, it's just left a huge impact on them. And um, I find that they will, they'll talk to me. I always, you know, I don't want to ever, um, one thing which I, I've sort of done is, I don't want them to think that they can't talk to me about about daddy. I always say, if you ever want to talk to me, you're never, you know, you're not going to upset me. And I think that's a really important thing for, I think, for anybody, you know, that's listening, that if you, you know, you're having to have the conversation with your children because they've, you know, they've lost their a parent, that, you know, don't ever make it make them think that they're going to upset you by talking about you know the parent that's not there anymore because it's really healthy and important for them to keep talking about it so I always welcome those conversations and it's and and it's not then it's when I sort of sat down and said to them and, and explained that to them they just sort of went, yeah yeah okay that's fine and then they didn't then want to follow on and have a conversation about him with me but it'll just be at random times now where I'll be in the kitchen and if I'm cooking then all of a sudden one of them will just come out with something about can you remember when daddy did this or can you remember this and and then we you know and then we talk about him and we'll laugh about funny memories but then there are occasions where now I think that they uh, you know particularly my eldest I think she has started to, to think about things a little bit more and she'll sort of say you know why you know why why was daddy in you know crying in that way that day or why was he doing you know something like this and I think that um I think that then she's you know they she's aware that there probably were were other problems going on as well and now I then will just say well you know that you know obviously daddy wasn't very well that you know that was part of, of his illness and we we sort of have conversations like like that and um you know but just 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 encourage really just encourage you know your children to speak openly with you and never I think never make them feel like they're going to upset you in any way for talking about about the partner it's wonderful that your children know that you know they have you to go to and I'm sure other people your friends and family what's it like with children and their friends have friends been able to be there for them again they're so young is that somewhere where children go to at this age other friends um I think 
um, I I don't necessarily think that they will um, that they'll it's a conversation that they might have you know on a regular basis with their friends. I think it could probably just be small things that they might say um, where um, I, I, I guess one thing which um, which my son um, he, he's six years old which he turned around to one of his friends and said is you know it's not fair because you've got a daddy and I don't have a daddy. And it's little things like that that they might turn around and say to their friends. But um, when uh, what we actually did is we contacted, obviously, school were aware of the situation and what and what had happened. Um, and obviously, before they went back to school, um, we actually took the decision that we felt it was right to, um, you know, to to make the children that were in the class with, um, obviously, with my with my kids that to let them know, obviously, not you know, the full extent of the situation, but the fact that, um, you know, Isabella, William and Neve had lost their their daddy. So if they mentioned something, you know, but, but also to just be kind and be sensitive to that subject and, you know, don't, and just, and just be aware of that. So um, I, I thought that that was actually probably then a really good thing to do. And then, um, and, and school sort of said to me, you know, what do you want to do, do you, when it came to, because Father's Day was really, obviously close after the whole thing had happened and they said you know what do you want us to do do you still feel it's appropriate and and I think with things like that um I I don't I think actually you can't then turn around and say no don't ever celebrate Father's Day don't do that because it's going to make them feel like that because then yet again you're you know you're not addressing the issue with them and then you're you're almost saying to them that that life's not ever going to be normal again. And I don't ever want them to think life's not going to be normal again. So on Father's Day, then we'll make a card for Daddy and we can go in, you know, we can go and take it to Daddy and we can give it, you know, give it to him and, and do something like and, and something like that for them. Because otherwise you, you're in effect just saying it's another day that we can't talk about. Yes, absolutely. So for you, you know, your message is coming through loud and clear that it's all about talking yes. and communication and yeah. communication. And I suppose, um, you know, with your experience with Matthew um, and others, um, how how do you look out for the mental health of your own children? I guess now I, I just I'll always look for signs if. I think that they maybe have gone within themselves a little bit if they're not talking or, or you know, you think that they, it might just be a brave face. It, it, it's little signs that you look out for. I think that, have you know, having lived with somebody that was at the extreme of, of real bad mental health is I always think that it's sometimes it's never the the days when it's really obviously dark. I think it's the days when they're really probably going out of the way to make out that everything's all okay. I think of the days where you need to look hard at, you know, your hardest at, at, at maybe what's going on. Um, I always maintain that Matthew was at his worst when he came across externally to other people, that he was happier than ever because that was always when he was probably at his darkest. Um, I think when he was just him and, you know, he'd be the same or, or, where you know wherever and not necessarily the life and soul of the party I thought that then that was probably when he was okay and it was when he was really trying to portray that he was you know he was larger than life I think that then that was when he you know he was bad so 
it, it's just looking for it's just looking for those signs in people and 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 also I think just any like little warning signs, particularly with the kids is when they if I, I think it's um I say Bella my eldest she went a little bit hermit like and didn't want to go out she didn't want to do anything and then it actually um, it came to a point with her where I had to be a little bit tough and say no you are going to go out the house we are going to go and do something you can't you know you're not going to become a recluse and just lock yourself in your bedroom you have still got to go and see people you can't you know no one's going to turn around and say anything to you you know you've got to carry on and live a normal life and it's it's knowing I think it's and, and that's what I've had to learn to do is to know when to be tough and when you actually just need to give them a hug and that's probably the hardest thing as somebody supporting somebody to do is to actually know when you have to do these things but you do have to be a mixture of both yeah so so insightful Victoria honestly so one sort of final message I guess to to our listeners today if on this special children's mental health week what would you what would you say to any parent listening who uh, might have lost someone in their family um, or just might be with somebody who is really suffering for poor mental health from a children's point of view what would you say to them just be honest with the you know with the children obviously to, to that you know there's some extent that you can't but you know you can't you don't want to go into in, in divulging details with them but be honest with them that if they, you know if they ask questions give them I know it's difficult sometimes to put it into a way that the children could understand but just try try and speak to them um you know and make them aware of what's going on perhaps isn't normal and that there is a problem don't try and make out that that's just normal and that's how somebody should be um you know at least you know let them know that that's there there is a problem and there is something wrong but it's fine because we can you know you can deal with it if you talk about things and and then I think that if they um if anyone's you know lost somebody through mental health and they want to have those conversations with the children or, or you know or a child that they know again is just always explain to the child that it's okay for them to ask questions that you know nothing is going to upset them it's really healthy to talk about it and discuss it victoria your strength and your passion really shines through um i'm sure not all your days are bright and rosy, um, but today you're sounding bright and rosy and the, the, the love and care that you have for your children, really, it, it, it just it, it's beaming through. So thank you for um, being with us today, for passing on this message to other parents that may well be in a very difficult and, and dark situation. Um, and I think you've really offered um, inspiration to those people. So thank you so much for joining us today. No, thank you for having me. Thank you. This Can Happen, empowering workplace mental health. Founded in 2018, we support organisations and empower their employees with the right solutions to create a positive environment for good mental health in the workplace. We offer various resources, including a global leading conference, free webinars, awards, a 12-month friends programme, an exclusive retreat for mental health leads, and the This Can Happen Index, the only measurement tool that includes both the employer and the employee. Find out more by visiting our website, thiscanhappenglobal.com.